Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, Grab It Quick News. We made it. It's the end of the work week, and it's the weekend, and let us all continue to pray and send all our good vibes to the states that are being affected by Hurricane Dorian. If you want to do more for these people, you can go to redcross.org, and you can donate as little as 50 cents or as much as you like. And for those of you thinking, Jessica, 50 cents ain't going to help nobody. I want to remind you that Americans throw away over $1 billion in pennies a year. So imagine if we gave that to a cause. And for those of you just tuning in, this is season two of Grab It Bizarre Sex News. A big thanks to everyone who is listening and a big shout out to my friends who are writing to me. So let's get started. A gentle reminder, if you are not 18 or older, you should not be listening without your parents' consent. So our first story is about a Lee Hayman who was convicted of sexual misconduct nearly 10 years ago. He has been charged with reportedly raping two young girls under the excuse of spiritual rights and wanting to teach the girls how to have sex. Brandon Doyle Barrett, age 36, was charged in the 4th District Court with two counts of rape, three counts of sodomy on a child, and three counts of aggravated sexual abuse of a child, all first-degree felonies. He was also charged with failure to register as a sex offender, a third-degree felony, and forcible sexual abuse, a second-degree felony. According to charging documents, Barrett reportedly started molesting a nine-year-old girl on multiple occasions in 2014 at his house in Pleasant Grove. Police officers and the Department of Child and Family Services investigated the reports of the sexual assault, but the girl did not disclose the abuse because she was terrified, charges state. The sexual abuse reportedly stopped until Barrett moved to a home in Saratoga Springs almost five years later. He then reportedly started to molest the girl again along with another nine-year-old girl. Barrett reportedly raped the girls under the guise of a bizarre spiritual rituals in order to become a member of the LDS church, charges state. Because his ancestors were polygamists, Barrett told the girls he had a duty to continue this tradition and to teach them how to have proper sex. In interviews with the police, Barrett reportedly denied sexually assaulting the girls, but said he failed to update his status on the sex offender registry. In 2010, Barrett was charged with unlawful sexual misconduct with a 16 or 17-year-old, a third-degree felony. He pleaded guilty in December of 2010 and served 136 days in jail. He was still on probation when he reportedly sexually assaulted the two little girls at his home. He's being held at the Utah County Jail without bail as he constitutes a serious threat to the victim and community, charges state. The emergency room can be like another planet for medical professionals, particularly when it comes to things sexual. A viral Reddit thread highlights which were published in Men's Health features doctors, nurses, and EMTs revealing some of their most outrageous encounters. Penis peril. I saw many fractured penises over the years, one former paramedic wrote. It was always the same story. A skinny man on bottom, bigger girl on top, rough sex. One guy had his scrotum swell to the size of a cantaloupe from bleeding into the scrotal splay. Yuck. Stuck in the middle. 
I had a male patient use his wife's vibrator while she was out of town, the doctor wrote. He ended up perforating his sigmoid colon and had to have urgent bowel surgery. After surgery, he hung his head and said, well, that's going to be expensive. The sister of a nurse writes, a farmer in his 50s came into the ER with a zucchini in his ass. He claimed that he'd been riding his tractor naked and fell down to the ground onto the zucchini. One commenter who works in a sex shop said anything going there should have a flared base. Falling down. A patient is a stripper who was putting on an after show routine for a bride to be. As he danced his way backwards, he did some sort of jumping butt stomp thing on a chair, not realizing that it was broken. It was one of those spinning backless swivel chairs. The dude impaled his butt right on the gas cylinder of the chair and they could not remove it. Paramedics called to the scene, couldn't remove it, and the fire brigade guys that rocked up next refused to remove it. So they sent the guy to the hospital to get it out. Crash and churn. This girl walked into the EMS door and it looked like a bad vampire movie. She was drenched in blood from the mouth down. All the nurses started to react to her. She just said, it's not mine. The EMTs came in with her boyfriend. Turns out, roadhead can end badly in a crash, a former emergency room doctor said. it's time for the second part of my podcast which is letters to Jessica we're going to start with our first letter it's from a male he says dear Jessica I'm in a weird predicament with my girlfriend of three years my girlfriend has a female co-worker who is in love with her and is admittedly attracted to her at the beginning of our relationship my girlfriend told me she used to mess around with other women it never bothered me but the only rule I had was friendly innocent kissing amongst friends we're fine, but getting involved with the coworker is off limits as feelings are involved, and I'd like to feel like I'm not being cheated on. Recently, I ashamedly got Snoop, Snoopy and checked her phone and discovered that they had hooked up a few weeks ago. I hate that it happened, but in reading the conversation, my girlfriend admits to feeling guilty and remorseful about it because she knows I see this as cheating. Should I approach her about this, or do I drop it because she feels regret and learned her lesson? All right, male. Um, thank you so much for writing me this letter and trusting me with this. Um, I think you need to break up with her. And if you don't want to break up with her, then you guys actually need to have a conversation about um, what type of relationship you guys have. Because this is three years. And something that really stood out to me was that you said um, that... You don't mind friendly, innocent kissing amongst friends, but I'm going to let you know there is no such thing as friendly kissing amongst friends, even with women who like women. Women who like women like women, and it should be taken just like any heterosexual person. Um, Would you be comfortable with her friendly kissing a man? No. So, and why wouldn't you? Because she's a heterosexual woman attracted. So it should be the same thing. You should not be comfortable with her kissing women. And I'm sure you're thinking, well, you know, it's women, so it's hot and it's sexy, but you're living it. Is it hot and is it sexy? No, 
If anything, it's making you feel insecure about this relationship and it's making you wonder, why is she with me? And that's the thing that you need to be asking her. Why are you with me? There's nothing wrong with someone exploring their sexuality if they are open and honest with their partner about it. And for the most part, she seems like she has been partially honest with you about the fact that she used to be attracted to women. But I don't think she's being honest enough with herself to really embrace the fact that she may not um, be fully attracted to men. She may be bisexual. She may be pansexual. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there does need to be a conversation that's had. Do you need to tell her that you went through her phone? It depends on how honest and transparent you want this relationship to be. I personally would be like, I went through your phone. And the reason I went through your phone is because I felt, and I think you did feel some type of way. Because if she's bringing this up to you every day about this girl at work, you already knew something was up. And you have to trust your gut. And I'm sorry that you had to play Inspector Gadget to find it out. But the question now is, why did she make you play Inspector Gadget for you to find it out? Huh. Because that's not very cool of her. If y'all been together three years, you know, that's 365 times three. That's over a thousand days. You know what I'm saying? So this is a invested relationship. But it's not invested enough to where if you break up with this girl, you're not going to be able to find someone else. And you guys may break up and end up just being really good friends. But I think at this point in time, you either need to call it quits with her because she broke your number one rule, which was, I don't want you to have sex with anybody at work. And she did it. And yes, she feels guilty about it, but we don't really know why she feels guilty about it because you had to snoop through that. She could just be saying she feels guilty about it to that girl because the sex was not what she thought the sex was going to be. The sex may have been trash or she could have been one of those girls. I don't know if you've ever had sex with someone that you used to have sex with and you the one that called it off and then you have sex with them. And then the whole time you're having sex, ooh, I wish we could be together. Ooh, remember how it used to be. Ooh. And sometimes it just makes the sex just sleazy for you like ugh, why did I do this I feel guilty that I even had sex with you because I shouldn't have even came back to this same watering hole right so again you need to really have this conversation with her and you need to figure out if you are just a beard a beard means that you are just the guy that she is with because she is secretly gay if you are not just the beard and you are somebody that she loves then you guys need to really sit down and have that conversation. Does that mean that you need to be like, I just want you to be with me and only me? If you know that she leans towards wanting and being attracted to women, then maybe you need to have that conversation of, we can have an open relationship. We both have a woman that we share. I'm going to be real with you. Not a lot of open relationships make it because again, Most folks got to do what you just did. They got to snoop through the phone and find out that that person that you guys are supposed to be sharing likes somebody a little more than the other. So then it's like, well, Jessica, what do I do? I think you know what to do. I think you just don't want to lose this. And I think you should have a lot more confidence in yourself to realize that you are a good man. You are a good person. You are worthy to have someone in your life that does not cheat on you and does not hide it from you and does not lie to you. Because guilty or not, she still did it. I would have preferred her to be guilt so guilty that she cut the even the flirting off at work. Because, hey, what are we at work for? We're supposed to be at work to work. 
we're not supposed to be at work trying to hook up with somebody. We're not supposed to be at work to have somebody in my face, hee hee, ha ha. I have a man. I'm in a serious, committed three-year relationship. And another thing I just want to let you know, I, I know I'm probably hipping you to game, but friends don't kiss friends on the mouth. Friends don't get drunk and make out with other friends. That's just not it. Even straight people don't do that. Gay people don't do that. You know what I'm saying? There needs to be some kind of boundary in your relationship. And I feel like maybe, I don't want to say that you're a duck, but it kind of sounds like maybe you're in a quacktastic situation where you didn't realize the things that you had going on were a little bit shady on her part. So now that I'm hipping you to this game, you need to be hip to yourself and you need to be able to pull yourself up by the bootstraps, have strength enough to have this conversation with her. And she's going to use the number one thing. I can't believe you went through my phone. Oh, I'm so hurt. We can't even have this conversation. But if she doesn't want to do that, then that lets you know straight up that she's actually going to avoid this at all costs and you need to break up with her. Because think about when y'all get married and some stuff like this goes down. She's going to use that as an excuse because this is her fault and she needs to take accountability for her actions. She needs to take accountability for the fact that she even put you in this situation to make you feel insecure about yourself because think about this you get out of a relationship you get into another one with a woman you're going to be insecure in that relationship because of the last relationship you had and nobody deserves to have that kind of baggage put into another relationship and I just want to let you know that again you don't deserve that you deserve a relationship where you can be honest a relationship is an action word just like love is an action word so it needs to be put in action a relationship can be a constant changing thing but both parties need to be involved in order for that to change both parties need to know how the other party is feeling in order to make it right and it's not a control thing it's an equal thing. You put 100% into the relationship. She puts 100% into the relationship. I'm so tired of hearing people say a relationship is 50-50. No, a relationship is 100%, 100%. I give 100% of myself. You give 100% of myself. And our relationship can then be 100, right? So now you've got to really think about this. Let me know how it goes. And thank you so much for writing me this letter. Our second letter is from a male who lives in Atlanta. He writes, Dear Jessica, my girlfriend is African-American. I am a Caucasian male. I love her very much. Her family and my family do not get along at all. I plan on proposing to her in a year after she graduates college. I just finished law school and have been working at a law firm for the past three years. Do you have any advice for us? Well, first off, I want to say congratulations on graduating law school. Hey, big dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Second off, congratulations on finding the love of your life and wanting to be engaged and married. That's a huge step. And it sounds like you guys are stepping in the right direction. Um, As far as the family goes, interracial dating is hard because generally the families don't come from the same financial background. And even so, they don't come from the same culture. So your family may think that 
their family, you know, her family is too ghetto and they may not even, you know, they may be very conservative, you know, because we're finding out a lot of us are very conservative to the point where we have, you know, big orange in the White House. So we could have that going on or we could um, have the other side of her family who thinks he's bougie. He's going to make her assimilate to his side of the family, meaning he may make you lighten your skin, wear eye contact, be skinny, and you got to eat vegan food for the rest of your life. (laughs) Because that's what most families think. You know what I'm saying? So I think what you need to do, both of you need to probably take both families to counseling. Because what they don't understand is you guys are about to merge families. And regardless if they don't, like each other you're still merging this family because it's love and love never comes easy even if she was a white girl Mexican girl whoever love doesn't come easy so there there's always work and I commend you for letting her find her path and letting her graduate before you get married to her because a lot of guys don't do that so if anything I hope that her parents recognize that you are a good man for that reason Um, I also think you should, when you ask for her hand, you need to, you know, do it like a gentleman. Let your parents know that you are going to marry this woman. This is the woman that you choose, regardless of the color. It's her heart that you fell in love with and that you hope that they will fall in love with her, too. And if that means that you guys got to go to premarital counseling and involve the parents, because I don't think a lot of people realize that's what premarital counseling is. Premarital counseling is just so you guys can get an idea of how each other really feels when it comes to the, when the love bubble pops, right? Because usually when you get married, that first year is a love bubble until the love bubble wears off. We get out of the love bubble and then we're like, well, hey, who's paying all the bills? Well, who's going to split this? You know what I mean? Who's doing the house chores? Who's going to do laundry? So that's really what premarital counseling is. It's a way for you guys to have a definitive map for the future. And sometimes um, your pastor or your therapist, whoever you choose to go with, with premarital counseling will bring in the family. And his job is so your family can have some sort of ease about you guys getting married. And you know, honestly, I have ease with you guys getting married because you have a great job. Sounds like she's going to have a good job. So you guys sound like you're planning your marriage and your lives in a very good, consistent, positive way. So, okay, we do all of this. And let's say it, it, the parents still don't want to come around. You didn't marry the parents. You married her. And that means that you guys can make your own family whether that's y'all's closest friends that know y'all or whether that's new friends, you know what I'm saying? Or whether that's grandparents, whether that's aunts and uncles, whether that's cousins who like you, you do that. You keep loving each other and don't ever let the family pull y'all apart. If anything, it should pull y'all together. And you should say, babe, I didn't marry your mama. I married you. And she should feel the same way. Babe, I know your mom is tripping, but I love you. And you guys keep loving each other. Keep being kind to each other. Keep showing the world that it's not about color. It's about what you guys can accomplish together as a married couple. It's about couples goals. It's about traveling together. It's about remembering why you guys fell in love in the first place. And your family is always going to be your family. 
And just because you get married and just because you grow up doesn't mean that they don't still look at you as the little boy that you were. And you always have to remember, trust your decisions because your decisions have gotten you thus far. Your decisions got you into pre-law, got you into law, got you to pass a bar, and now you're working at a law firm. See what I'm saying? Your decision-making skills are on point. And it sounds like her decision-making skills are on point. So you have to remember the number one goal is not necessarily for your parents to like her or your or her parents to like you, but it's for you guys to remember that it's always going to be you and her against the world. Your job is to corral your side of the family. Her job is to corral her side of the family. So when they start trying to talk all that shit, because there's always a family member who want to talk that crazy shit. Your job is to, ah, I don't want to hear that. Do you need to bring it back to her to tell her? No, you don't. And the same vice versa. She don't need to bring it back to tell you as long as she handled it. And if that means that, hey, we got to set boundaries up, that means, hey, we're going to have our first Christmas alone. We we decided to go to the Bahamas for Christmas or for Thanksgiving, we decided to go on a cruise for that. Then you guys do that. But the number one thing is remember why you did it, because you love her and she loves you. Thank you so much for this letter. And I hope everything goes good for you. And congratulations. The third and final letter of the podcast episode is from a female who is from New Mexico. She writes, Dear Jessica, my boyfriend of six years told me he does not want to marry me, but wants me to be the mother of his children. I do not want to have kids out of wedlock. And when I told him this, he freaked out and refused to hear my side. Lately, he has been trying to manipulate my birth control pills as well as the condoms that we use. What should I do? run female from New Mexico run (laughs) run as fast as you can bitch run no (laughs) all joking aside yes run um first off it sounds like you guys have been together for a while and he doesn't want to be married and nine times out of ten when they don't want to be married they usually have some commitment issues so I would ask you to ask yourself has he cheated on you before And if he's cheated on you before and he wants to get you pregnant, that is called what that's what us ladies like to call a trap because he knows he's a dog ass person. He knows that he will probably slip up and cheat on you again. And you having his baby means that he will still have some kind of connection with you. Don't mean he wants that baby. It just means that he can always keep his tabs on you. And when he thinks you having a good, happy ever after, because you may meet the man of your dreams after you drop this loser. You know what I'm saying? You meet the man of your dreams, and up he accepts your kid and you, and up here comes this loser. Yep, I used to be with her. And I'm going to ruin this for you. Okay? So always remember that. So if that's not the case, if he's not a cheater, a known cheater, and he wants to have children with you, but he does not want to get married, then there may be something in his past. It may be that his parents got married and had a horrible marriage, and he realizes that sometimes marriages don't work out and it's freaked him out. And so he would rather not ruin a good thing, but he still wants to have the family aspect of it, right? But I just want to say, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, I 
do not have kids because I refuse to have kids with somebody that is not investing in my future. When you get married to somebody, engaged with somebody, that in itself is an investment. It is an emotional investment. It is a mental investment. It is a spiritual investment. And I don't think a lot of people get that. I think people are in this thing where if we get married, then I own you and you own me. And it's not that. It's an investment. It's an investment of your time, your love. It's an investment. And the more you put into that, the more you will get out of it. So if you put a lot of negative into that or you put a lot of baggage into that, you're going to get the results of that, right? So you always have to remember that. But the fact that he does not want to even hear your side of it is a red flag for me. The fact that he freaked out when you said no is a red is is telling me that maybe you are not being vocal enough in this relationship. You may need to start using your voice a little louder so that he can hear you. And sometimes what you'll find when you start using your voice a little louder, I'm not saying be ghetto or crazy and nigga, I said that, 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 none of that. All I'm saying is make sure that your yes is a yes and that your no is a no. And when you do that and you stand your ground, you will find that men will either be intimidated by that and they'll back off and go, wait, this is, I can't even do this with her. Or they do the opposite and they're like, well, I can do this with her and I want to do this with her. So let me get my shit together. Right? So that's where you're at with this is he's doing that. And then on top of that, the other red flag is he doesn't want to listen to it, but he's manipulating your birth control. That I have a huge problem with because that's showing an abusive behavior. It's showing manipulative, manipulative behavior and it's showing scheming behavior. Do you want to be with a man that does that where when you have said no, he's still going to make you say yes? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know you're like, well, just because he ain't hit me and he don't talk crazy to me. But the fact that he would even mess with your choice, because this is your body. This is your choice. He not going to carry that baby for nine months. He not going to have to push that baby out. He not going to have to get a needle stuck in his spinal cord. So your legs go numb so you can push the baby out. You know what I'm saying? Or worse, let's say the baby isn't the way that it's supposed to be. And you got to get a cesarean, which means they cut your pelvis from pelvis to pelvis. And then you got to, for six to 10 weeks, be walking around with about 60 stitches in your stomach. Then on top of that, the hormones that imbalance it, you don't feel like yourself until a year after, right? So, you know, he doesn't understand that. So for me personally, I would not stay in this relationship. I would go ahead and move on out (laughs) very calmly, cool and collective, because just from what we've said about you saying, no, I don't want to have kids. Can you imagine what he would say if you broke up with him? So just be very mindful and be very careful that if you do decide to break it off with him, be very careful with it and make sure that you are safe, that you're doing it in a safe way, because these are red flags. This does not mean that he loves you. And I know a lot of women equate abuse with love. They equate control with love, but this isn't love. This is abuse. This is borderline control because anybody who will manipulate a condom, anybody who will manipulate birth control, that is a serious problem for me and for anybody else. And I re- I'm really sorry that you are having to go through this, but hopefully after six years, you get to see this person for who they are. And 
And I'm going to be honest, if you've been with this person for six years and you still don't know why he doesn't want to marry you, maybe it's time to move on, you know, and there's nothing wrong with moving on, but let's make sure that we're not scared and that we're not just staying in this relationship because of fear of what he will do to you or fear that you won't make it without him. Because I promise you, you're going to make it without him. The whole reason God created a woman was to help out a man. It's not, it's not vice versa. You know what I'm saying? It's not the other way around. We are men's helpmates, meaning that they didn't know what they was doing. We had to organize it for them. Like, yeah, these lions are nice, but let's categorize lions and then we'll categorize tigers and then we'll categorize felines. You know what I'm saying? So just remember that you are a woman, that you are made phenomenally and that no matter what choice you make, it's your choice alone. But I hope that you make a safe choice. I hope that you make the right choice and I hope that you make sure that you are strong enough to stand in that choice. Don't ever let nobody talk you back off your choice. Because if you don't want to have kids, you don't want to have kids. If you don't want to be with him no more, you don't want to be with him no more. If that means you got to change your phone number, change your phone number. If that means you got to go to the doctor and say, Doc, I can't do the pills no more. I'm going to need you to hit me up with the shot. Then do the shot. But make sure that you are doing this for your own peace of mind, right? Because there's nothing worse than realizing that you're in a controlling, abusive relationship and trying to get out of it and you're still not able to. So I just want to make sure that you realize that there are resources for you and that you can do this, okay? So thank you so much for writing the letter and please let me know how it goes. Well, that's all the time we have. Thanks so much for rocking out with Team Grab It. And remember, be good or be good at it. Bye.